You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to another episode of Kang's Cast. This is D Fresh, joined by Eric and Ryan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. You can follow me at Kang's Cast D Fresh, Eric at Kang's Cast Eric, and Ryan at Kang's Cast Ryan. Today's episode is sponsored by Ziggy Smoke Shop with locations in Stockton and Tracy. Give them a follow on Instagram at Ziggy's Smoke Shop 209. We thank them for their continued support. Also, big news this week, we are now available on iHeartRadio, so just go to the iHeartRadio app on your phone or desktop, search Kangscast, and boom, we are on there now as well. So, uh, we are back now, had a little uh, break along with the All-Star break. Kings came back Thursday night to start the, well, second half of the season by beating the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Almost pissed that game away, what's new? But today we're going to focus on the athletic article that was uh, published just before the break from uh, Sam Amick, Jason Jones, and Shams. Big talk here in Sacramento regarding the struggles and decision making. Uh, We got some in-depth stuff from this all the way into private group texting. So we're going to cover that today. And uh, whoever wants to get started, I think we're going to have Eric start that off. So uh, let's, let's get going on that. Yeah, this is that different vibe episode that we usually be doing. Uh, you know, earlier this year, we really we like the GM aspect. We like the cap space, the potential moves, stuff like that. But um, I know that one thing that we're all pretty active on, and it's the reason why we really started doing the pod, was because we were real active on Twitter, and we like to see those fan opinions, and we like to see those interactions with the, the uh, local media. And I feel like we've recognized over the last couple of years, there's been this 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 weird shift where uh, there's like a divide between the the media and the people who follow the team and then the fans. And um, when this article dropped, um, there was a big there was a big divide, and, and I felt like even some people went on an attack towards fans. And I think fans are starting to see the bullshit, and people are getting tired of of the excuses. You know, um, it's it's hard in today's day and age to uh, hide behind. Um, your, your statements, right? Because everything is so transparent. And so for, um, you know, national writers with extreme credibility, like Sam Amick and, and those guys to put out an article like this, it really kind of exposed the Kings. And in turn, it kind of exposed the Kings local media um, because they've been kind of not telling us the truth. And I think we've all been seeing that. And so as we get in this discussion today, I think as we focus on that, um, I think this is going to be real interesting. I'm hoping we get a lot of feedback off of this uh, when we post it. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since that, since that interview came out and, uh, you know, it, it's the first time that somebody outside of, uh, local media has came out and, uh, said something about the Kings. Um, so it's just good to see a different opinion. I'm not really going to touch too much on everything that Eric just went through, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to dive deep into that stuff. 
Well, let's start off with the bulk of this article, which is obviously, and we've touched on it uh, on an individual episode regarding the Kings not selecting Luka Doncic in uh, the 18 draft and went ahead with Marvin Bagley. Obviously, it's published now. We already had a good idea that it was uh, Vladi's decision ultimately to proceed drafting uh, Marvin Bagley and uh, passing on Luka Doncic. And obviously, that's been a big talk here in Sacramento, still is to this day. Uh, but also, the the interesting part of the article is seeing how conflicted the decisions were regarding this um, draft pick. So, you know, let's let's talk about the other pieces in the, you know, this this group text that included uh, Vivek, Vlade, Walton, you know, Peja, the other assistant general manager. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, I, I would when I read that part of the article, I wasn't really focused on you know, I don't, I don't give a shit. Cool, they got a group chat. That it seemed like people were like, "Oh my god, they're they're talking through text." I don't care about that. The biggest thing that it shows is that there's some some type of uh, frustration, um, and it seemed like the article really focused on Vivek as the number one person being frustrated, and I got the sense that there was a lot of finger pointing kind of towards, um, you, you, I guess, the front office or wh- whomever. A lot of deflection. Right. And I think the the big my biggest deal with the current state of the Kings is that it ultimately falls on on Vivek. It, that's that's who it falls on. He's the guy who's uh, tried tried to get handsy and seems like he's tried to give a lot of direction with draft picks and hires um, without much experience. Seems like there hasn't been a clear plan since he's taken over, um, you know, Early on, I think people were pretty just grateful that the Kings team was saved for Sacramento and they were here. And, the, and then the ownership had equity uh, because of that. But over time, I think they've lost that with with the fans. They have lost that with the fans. And so um, and, and I think that people are seeing seeing through through all of it. Right. It's like they fired a coach last year who because not because of really the performance on the court issues. They fired him because of um, the. They fired him because of the personality crap, you know, and uh, it seems like the same stuff's going on and they just gave the front office an extension and Vivek seems to be do a lot of deflecting. And so um, as we go into this, there's there's a little there's a little gem that I, I had found in another podcast like a year ago that I want to I want to float. But um, I'll pass it back to you, Doug, just to give a little bit more detail. But uh, on the initial question would be, yeah, the, Vivek seems like he's deflecting. Yeah, and and just to kind of sum, I have the article in front of me. Um, just to sum up, kind of the how detailed this article is. Uh, obviously, it brings up talking about the injuries and and kind of goes into the, in depth regarding the injuries this season, uh, even criticizing the uh, training staff. And actually, that's that's been a big topic on King's Twitter lately. And then, of course, it goes into Vlade's you know experience. In drafting and bringing in free agents, it even talks about uh, Buddy Heald and his frustrations regarding uh, being benched recently. So there's a lot to t- to cover in just one article, but we can move on next to the injury aspect of it. And we even see on Twitter uh, Pete Youngman, the longtime 
training uh, the trainer for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, he's been he's been quite critical on Twitter regarding um, what's going on with all the injuries piling up this season in Sacramento. So we can touch base on that as well. Yeah, you know, with injuries and stuff. Uh, first off, you know, people kind of need to slow the roll. I see a lot on Twitter and stuff about Bagley's a bust already. It's like, yeah, the, the guys the guy's been hurt. Uh, it happens. It's been unfortunate. Now, the the only strange thing about the this whole injury stuff is I don't really even know what's wrong with him, right? And I don't think anybody else out there does. Same same thing with Rashawn Holmes. Nobody really knows what's going on with these injuries. And uh, it that's it's to me it seems like just a little shady. I don't know. It's it's just a weird situation that's going on. Uh, but you know, people on Twitter, you guys need to back off a little bit. I think uh, there's been a lot of I badly catches a lot of crap, man. And to me, it's kind of it, it's unfair so far. And you know, people calling him a bust and all that. So, uh, you know, the, the injury situation in Sacramento weird. I I really don't know what's going on with that. The yeah, the, the in the injuries, I think the Bagley. There's a lingering foot issue, and you know, Sean Holmes had the shoulder issue. I just know from just general knowledge that shoulder injuries do take a long time to they kind of lingering. I, I'm wondering if the, the Kings just must be they're playing it safe for sure. Um, and I think that's a big part of it. I think they they realize where where it's uh, where it's uh, going, but the season's going, I guess. But the the thing is, is you guys want to talk about? I don't know. Should we if we should jump into this right now? It's uh, we won't jump into this right now because we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about this later about the Kings' production this season and what people are blaming on the injuries. But um, back to back to that article. Um, I'm going to throw that gem I threw back in there because I'm going to continue my statement. Okay. Sorry. I'm jumping around a little bit, but um, <laughs> you do you. Yeah. They, they, I was talking about Vivek def- deflecting and then um, just everybody seems unhappy. And I think the big part of the article that came out was the, like you said, Doug, the buddy healed um, potential could potentially request a trade. And that kind of sparked a lot of, a lot of crap. Um, and, so I'll start with this. The Vivek thing ticks me off the most because I had heard an, uh, an interview on this podcast I listened to um, called Mind Pump, and there's a fitness podcast. And Mark Masteroff, who's a who's a minority owner for for the Kings, was on this, and this was like a year ago. And, and this isn't a sports podcast or anything. And he talked a little bit about how when they this ownership group first took over um, the 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 team that. Minority owners wanted to go in one direction, like kind of a rebuild, and Vivek wanted to try to build this contender. And I think that's something we've been talking we've been talking about for a while. Is the Kings seem to like want to make this jump like constantly right away, and they never have consistent lineups, and there's no clear progression with their players. They just kind of seem like they throw shit together and hope it kind of works. And um, so so for Vivek to get all pissed off out of this out of this article was it, it was like, dude, you know, you're kind of the culprit for the whole deal. Um, you know, and so gotta, you got to take the blame with that, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it you know, it's, it's interesting you brought up like how they're constantly having these, you know, different lineups and they're trying to build a contender and that they kind of in the NBA, you have to it's very, very hard to try to build a contender without going com- actually committing to a full rebuild mode. There was those years in Sacramento where they kind of tried to cheat the system when, you know, they got they got boogie, but then they try to surround them with like guys like Rudy Gay, and then you sign Rajon Rondo, 
you know, you just bring in random dudes like that to try to build a contender. And, you know, now that you brought that up, looking back at the Kings from the past, that is what they kind of tried to do. You know, you the the commitment to the full rebuild is how I believe the team's got to be made. And, uh, you know, if that's really was what was going down and Vivek is behind that and all that. Uh, yeah, he's got to take some take some responsibility for how things have been coming out these last few years, especially this year, um, you know, by giving Vladi the extension and all that. So, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I would like. I would like uh, Vivek to, to stop pointing fingers, come out and actually say what's going on. Yeah. And also <clears throat> uh, the uh, speaking of Sam Amick, he, he was uh, one of the three guys that, you know, again, wrote this article or, or gave his thoughts on this article. And he recently came on uh, KHTK. Uh, I believe it was in the morning, correct? Uh, on the drive with Carmichael Dave. And, and yes. Them. About a week ago. And um, yeah. And so this was just after this article was published on The Athletic. So we can kind of uh, talk about that real quick and, and what went on in that interview. So I think the, Carmichael Dave wasn't on there that morning. So it was Jason Ross and some mm-hmm. other guy. I don't, that's right. I don't he was on vacation. There. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's who it was with. And, and I think the reason the reason Sam Amick had, had went on there was because when the article was posted, all right. Um, Couple people in the Kings media uh, kind of dismissed to the art the some parts of the article, particularly the part about Buddy Hield um, potentially wanting to be traded at some point. And I think the article was not saying he had requested a trade, and he wasn't even Sam Amick and those guys. Where does he wasn't even saying there was animosity. He was just saying like simply he he wouldn't be surprised based on some things he's heard that um, he would want to be traded, and that's something we dude we said that on the podcast we put out bef- before this article even came out once the trade deadline passed and Bogdanovich didn't get moved. Remember you, we talked about that. And I, that's the one thing I had said was that, Buddy Hill's probably going to be the guy that they're going to have to move for cap reasons and just, and all that. Not that we agreed with it. So it wasn't a surprise to me, but, um, to particularly like cowbell kingdom, you know, dismissed the, dismissed that, uh, aspect of the article. And mostly cause I, those guys are, um, you know, they're kind of fan guys, I guess, kind of like us too, I guess. Um, and they follow the team pretty closely. They're, they're credentialed and whatnot. And I know they're pretty, based on their like social media, they seems like they're pretty cool with Buddy Heald. So they were kind of coming in to try to defend that. And then the other one was Grant Napier. Grant Napier actually commented on it and kind of got into it a little bit with um, Sam Amick saying that those reports weren't accurate and that he's around the team every day and that he's never seen any type of animosity and that everything's all good in Kingsland, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And so Sam Amick basically said like, uh, we stand by our report. And then, so then Sam Amick goes on KHK the next morning and really kind of lays out in words in, in a little bit more detail, you know, about some of the, those key points, particularly the buddy Hill trade. And the ultimate takeaway from it was that, um, you know, there was some unbiased reporting going on there. And then it seems like I feel like Grant particularly got caught in a, in a little bit of a, a tough position where he was trying to play it, play it down. And and he tried to go toe to toe with a legitimate, a legitimate NBA journalist. And uh, I think that's pretty, I think that was pretty telling and pretty crazy. Don't you think guys? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I I touched on it earlier on about, uh, you know, the national, some national big time NBA media guys commenting on Sacramento. And it, 
it was it, the the biggest takeaway I took from this was like it, it's it's Sam Amick, man, and it's Shams, and it's like I, I don't understand how you're gonna come at guys like that with that reputation and uh, and try to say that their their reports are wrong and all this. And I think most of it from Sam Amick in you know listening to the interview a while back was uh, you know he wasn't saying that this was going to happen. It was more of hey, this is a little bit what we're hearing, and this is what it can turn into in the future. And I think possibly Grant took it as, no, that he's not saying this. He didn't, you know, I'm with the team. There's no animosity. And it's like, well, maybe this is what it can develop into. You know, Buddy is, I imagine Buddy would be a little, uh, you know, displeased with this role. He, nobody wants to come off the bench, especially a guy who's averaging the most points on his team and has led the team in scoring the last two seasons. Uh, so, you know, for for Grant to come at them like that, that for me kind of was just, it, it was a little weird. I I think he was kind of out of place, um, and I think that he let his uh, access to the team and maybe uh, his friendships with people in in managements with the Sacramento Kings get in the way of uh, actual being unbiased reporting. If that makes and that's sense. where the it does, and that's where the perception uh, towards them. What we were talking about earlier, where it's it's hard. To, it's I think back in the day, right. There was it, 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 the Kings were good for for a period, right? For like a decade, the Kings were a competitive, solid team, and and there wasn't really a lot of negativity around the team. The the, the town support and the region really supported the team, really great. You know, uh, there was a lot of excitement, and, and everyone just kind of took everything for what it is. And so, um, as far as Grant's position and, and KHDK's position particularly, it, it was easy for them to to just stand there and say it because they didn't have to be critical, but now we've been crappy for a long time and it just seems like year over year, they don't, they don't want to be critical of it. And, and they kind of got, it kind of got exposed a little bit because you're, you're trying to dismiss stuff that got, you know, one thing that, that he, that he had said, um, that Amick had said in response to Grant on Twitter is like, we have guys that follow the team every day too. So like, just because you follow the team, that's your perception. We follow the team too. And we are, we have sources as well. And, and so, from an unbiased point. Exactly. Right. And, exactly. That's and, the key. And, and this is a, this is a total reach. And for people, guys, we're not journalists, man. This is, we're totally fans, but we're, we're nerd fans. You like to read things and listen to things and talk about it. Right. We, we have a lot of conversations even off of the podcast and theories and stuff. And um, the number one thing I think I texted you guys after I listened to the interview with Amy is I think that, and this is a reach, but I do think that his sources are more the minority owners in the organization and potentially like agents and stuff, right? Whereas if you kind of, if you kind of read between the, the, I think maybe Grant's stuff is Grant's close to the front office, the players, the Vaudis, the Pages, you know, the, the unknown people we don't know because he's been there for so long and he kind of toes that company line more. So there's more, there's there's difference and variance of opinions and, and perceptions depending on what angle you look at it. And so for Grant to be extremely dismissive towards Amy, man, it, it, like I said, it's the theme. They, I think they got exposed. I think, I think like this, like just a quick point. If if you're Buddy Healed, you know, like, do you really think, or if, or excuse me, if you're Grant, do you really expect Buddy Healed to come up and, uh, you know, tell tell you about his, uh, him being upset in his position or something like that? Like, that's what I, that's what this thing about Grant. It's like, well, I haven't seen any animosity. Well, you do you really think that the Kings' best player 
is going to come up to one of Vladi's best friends that he sees every single day and tell him about his displeasure with his role. I don't think so. And that's why, you know, with with Sam Amick coming out with that, that's why I think there is some more um, uh, unbiased merit. and true merit. There you go. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. There's more merit with Sam Amick's um, article. I, I don't think that a player would leak anything to Grant. That doesn't, for me, that doesn't make sense. They're too close to the team. And uh, that's, I hope everyone else sees that. That's kind of like in, in my perspective, I, I just look at it and it's kind of obvious. It's like, well, this does make sense that if somehow Buddy's camp or somebody, you know, is giving sources to somebody, it's going to be somebody in the national media who isn't around the team every day, who doesn't have dinner with Vivek and Vladi and Peja multiple times a month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I just want to throw out some numbers too, uh, real quick, just randomly because I'm random. Uh, in in the eleven games since they made the switch, Bogey as a starter, thirteen point seven points a game, thirty two percent from three point range. Buddy, twenty two a game, shooting forty eight percent from downtown, fifty three for one ten. That's crazy. And Yikes. he uh, also is your uh, three point champion. So. Congratulations on that as well. <laughs> so what what was real quick, Doug, since we're on this, what was uh what was Bogey's three point percentage before the switch? Can you look that up? Uh I'll look it up. I, I want to say it was in, in the 35, 36 range. But it wasn't um, it wasn't yeah, spectacular ever, anyway. But yes, thank you. Thank no, you. But for, ever since he became a starter, it's yeah. it's gone down. I mean, he's yeah, for sure. I can for look sure. up his season stuff. But and yeah, points, I want to so. say his points are down like he's down like a point, like a full point too. So uh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. So I kind of want to shift real quick. We we kind of already started talking about it, but we kind of more big picture uh, talking here regarding the current state of the team and going forward kind of from the, from the media. And also we can throw in Kings fans and Eric, you kind of touched on it. Kings fans may be starting to see the bullshit, as you said, and, so let's let's go in on that um, regarding the the media and Kings fans about the Kings right now. I would say that a, a lot of this um, comes from from Twitter. That's where the most interaction. There's not a lot of platforms um, for the you know for Kings fans. Uh, KCK is really difficult to listen to sometimes, um, especially just listening to a bunch of callers <laughs> just say some dumb shit. And I, I will say this before <laughs> we go into this: is that. Um, I, I, if I did talk radio, I would, I'd be frustrated by a lot of fans too, right? Because there's, mo- I would say you, maybe even a majority of people just have really, really dumb opinions. And so I get where like Carmichael Dave's coming from or Grant Napier is coming from, um, or anybody else on, on Twitter is coming from when they get these sideways ass opinions sometimes from people. All right. So I get that. The one thing that I don't, I've noticed lately is that it seems like they've taken the stance of frustration. It's like now they're just lumping everybody in together and they're very quick now to, uh, you know, those two particular, just everybody. And that's just Twitter. Twitter's kind of just, I guess, toxic that way. Um, but they're, they're very quick to be dismissive towards people and just not listen to, to people's opinions. And, and, um, uh, and, and like we said earlier is that, we now it's we now it, it, 15 years ago you couldn't watch all like all of the kings games right it wasn't it wasn't available all, as much like that unless you had like league pass and stuff like early 2000s you know 
um, so now people can watch all the games. There's a pre and post game that's an hour. There's radio every day. There's Twitter. There's Bleacher Report. There's athletics. So people get a lot of information. We're able to do this podcast with like we don't follow the team. We just read and listen to stuff, right? So um, I feel like there it could be a good platform for for debate and to giving takes. And um, it just seems like uh, everybody's sick and tired, but the media around us is giving us a lot of. Uh, same stuff like oh you know this team's still improving this team like just not real takes not real solid takes and i think that takes me off right yeah i'll let me let me touch real quick on this uh i i think a lot to do with uh people's opinions and stuff with all with everything that's going on is this team is legit has legitimate athletes on it compared to to years before and i think that plays a lot into why fans are uh are paying attention you know they're they're more there's a lot more interaction going on we also have more content than we used to but i think that because sacramento has legitimate athletes on the team now compared to years before uh people people want to see results it's not like a it's not like we have bano udre running the point guard anymore or Andres Nocioni running out there or John <laughs> Solomons. You know what I'm saying? So now that there's actually legitimate NBA talent, guys who can be superstars in the league, people are frustrated and they want it to happen now. You know, and especially to make even thing to make things even worse, the whole Lucas situation. Uh so I like touching on that, I think media guys, Grant, you know, Carmichael Dave, I understand the frustration of fans calling in and well, we should have drafted Luca. Well, no shit, guys. Okay, <laughs> no shit. But what can we do about it now? You know, and 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 I think that that's where a lot of the frustration comes from. Uh, so it's it, this is just a we're kind of in a position from Sacramento that we've never really been in in the modern technology era. Uh, you know, so it's I I can see why you know Grant and and Carmichael, Dave, and all those guys get frustrated and stuff. But this team has talent around and I think fans want it now and I think we kind of need to take a step back and be realistic about what's going on what's up Doug yeah no I I just want to kind of go off that and I think and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong but I think that we are we have been for a while but again I kind of brought the Kings the King other Kings fans are starting to see the bullshit and it's like you know defending of the front office can only go so far and again, I know guys like Grant and Carmichael Dave, who's who him as as an individual has been a lot better, like regarding our taste of opinion. But when this team's going on 15 years of missing out on postseason appearance, which is the longest streak in the NBA by a lot, by I a think. lot, I think Phoenix is the next one behind it, in like nine years possibly. Maybe yeah, maybe, the Knicks, maybe the Knicks, maybe the Knicks, Timberwolves. Years, but, yeah. but it's now, like Timberwolves, Timberwolves just a couple years ago, Jimmy Butler. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. But yeah. uh, my point is, is that it's you know we're just we're we're tired of it, and so it's and and now you're seeing uh, and Eric, I think you wanted to touch on this a little bit. We're seeing like grant in particular you know on twitter he's calling dudes morons idiot it's like i understand you can have your opinion but it's like you you represent the kings on khck you represent them while you are on your show and you like you have to understand these fans are frustrated i i i just i don't get it why such the animosity is getting taken out on the fans i i think because real quick let me let me jump real quick eric real quick sorry I, I to answer your question why why you don't understand why you're going to fans like this 
I think it's because Grant is too close to front office personnel. Vladi, Peja, he's too close. And I think that he gets a little exactly. uh, frustrated because people are talking. That's like, you know, if when it, somebody was talking a bunch of crap about you guys, I'd feel, I'd feel a little, you know, some type of way. You guys are my friends. Eric's my brother. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's where some of that comes from. I really do. But when Doug's done his eighth bank robbery, you can't defend him anymore. <laughs> You're and, right. And honestly, guys, right. that's that's where and that's that's where it is now. And and that's a good point that you said that at the end there, Doug. I know you're joking, but that's kind of where I was gonna I was gonna say is that um, you know, I'm gonna go off on a quick quick tangent here. Okay, guys. So I'm gonna pre- preface this. <laughs> okay, buckle up. Um, go ahead. Buckle up for the ride, boys. Okay, so <laughs> um, you know. Kings Kings fans are extremely proud. We've we've supported this team uh the, in the heyday the sellout records that they had. Uh, even now just the new arena getting built and they were a bad team and people went above and beyond to show the support for the team. So it's just a real representation of the fans here, okay? And you know, we under we understand that it's not always going to be top shelf a top shelf team and that's what happened but like you said the longevity of this crap spell um has gone on for so long that people are done and and so it's beginning to get to that point where they're in a current regime that's i feel has had plenty of time to show progression and has not showed progression and so all that means is that now we you can start to question things and you can start to be um a bit you know critical all right and that's okay to do. Um, YD Gleason from the Rise Guys back in the day. You guys still follow YD? Ooh, on that's Twitter? a throwback name. I, I follow yeah, you, so I, st- I still follow YD, and he's in. YD is solid because he's just like a facts knowledge guy. He says he on Twitter he put a, a a good take here, like small market teams that hope uh, to completely to be con- completely consistent, right? Small market teams that need to be consistent um, need to have shrewd front office people, and he and he references. Uh, you know, Buford in San Antonio, Presti in OKC. And he said, you know, Jeff Petrie was that in SAC and Vaudi's not that right now, right? And and so that's a good example of questioning. And then a lot of fans questioning the moves, questioning uh, like we do, right? We question the uh, salary cap strategies, the trade not trade or not trading, extending certain players. That's the type of stuff that you do when your team really sucks and you see a front office continuously burying themselves by bad moves. That's natural. That's like a natural thing. Right. Do you guys like why? Why is that bad? Why are we not allowed to say that? You know, well, and so it, then people, you, you know why? <laughs> you know why, though? It's it, it, you, you know, I said it already. Those guys are too close to that. They you know, when you share your opinions, they're going to get upset because they're too close. And, and that's where I think what people need to understand, you know, when you put out a crap product, you know, what do you expect? You know, every it seems like do, the last couple of years, every signing that they make. Um, they end up trading them. They're never here more than a year. Um, George Hill, you know, Rajon Rondo led the league in assists. That was was never t- brought back. You know, George Hill was 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 moved. Trevor Ariza, Dwayne Dedman. It's like they clearly can't scout players. They're not improving. Um, they get superstars here like Demarcus Cousins, who I feel at one point was as talented as anybody in the NBA. Didn't surround him with anybody. Um, and now they, they've made a couple of mistakes and it looks like they're trending backwards because they are trending backwards this year. And and it seems like, oh, 
it's injuries. Now, now it's injuries. Now injuries is the number one problem. Nothing to do with um has has nothing to do with the bad signing of the center. You know, Deadman giving thirteen million has nothing to do with giving a thirty eight. You know, old or however the fuck old Trevor Rees is, twelve million um, <laughs> has nothing to do with the confusion with Harry Giles not picking up the option and. Nothing to do with Bogdanovich potentially get it. It's no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. No, you know, it's it's uh injuries now, and so that's the bullshit is what we're saying. Like, you can't you want to feed you want to feed this to ignorant dumbass people, feed it to ignorant dumbass people. You want to feed it to real people who support the team. You, this is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get pushback because we're too proud for this. bullshit. Feel me? No, I Damn, get that, son. you know, but it's like it. I brought it up earlier. It's before nobody gave a shit because the product there wasn't any type of product on this team it was there was a couple years where it was demarcus cousins and some g league players honestly dude like now that there's i say you know now that there is legitimate nba talent dude people are going to push back because we should have a better product than this when you have when you draft guys very very high like bagley fox you traded for buddy healed you expect this team uh, you know, to make jumps and to be competitive, and when 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 you don't get that, people are they're gonna push back, man. It's not this isn't a shitty product on the court. There is talent in Sacramento, and that's where people are getting frustrated from. And to top it off, I'm gonna say it again: when you when you pass up on a guy like Luca, who's in the MVP, who's gonna be in the MVP race for the next ten to twelve years, yeah, people are gonna be fucking upset. In in. The one thing I think fans just want is they just want the truth. And I think we understand that in the small market that the local media, the SAC B, the KHDKs, um, whomever, we understand there's no, there's only a level of, of criticism that they can go to, right? They have to toe that line in a small market. Um, and so we get that. But don't that doesn't mean that you have to like mislead people right you so see you, you can just not you can just plead the fifth and, and say you know I'm not going in that direction but um, when a team really sucks you know you know how um, you evaluate them is you you evaluate a front office is you evaluate them on their missed their missed uh, draft picks or their successful draft picks you evaluate them on their free agent acquisitions you free you evaluate them on how they manage the cap and you evaluate them on how they manage uh, coaching staffs and hires and things like that. Those are all real key things. And those are all fair things to question at this point. When, like Ryan says, when you had a 39-win team last year that was budding and you fire a coach, bring in several key free agents, the coach doesn't look like he's panning out. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not abandoning shit, but that's what people are saying. Um, you traded most of those draft picks, right? you're in a worst cap situation going into next year and you're going to have a, a significantly lower win total. Okay. So we're idiots for calling that out. I, I just don't get it. That's a great point. I think we should end <laughs> with that. point. <laughs> no, it is. That's a great point. Um, so uh, just want to remind all you guys, uh, we've been posting on social media. We're doing another ticket giveaway. So basically I'm just going to keep it simple and I'll post it this way. I'm a, we'll, we'll pick a winner uh, this next week because the game's March 3rd at Golden 1 against the Washington Wizards. Um, just basically follow us and give us a shout out and you're entered to win. That's all you got to do. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, we thank you for your support. We appreciate it. Ziggy's Smoke Shop 209. 
uh, going to be hooking us up with some nice gear coming up. So we really, really appreciate their uh, support. Make sure you're following them on Instagram, please, at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. Again, locations in Stockton and Tracy. Till next time, for Kang's cast, this is DeFresh, Eric, and Ryan. Go Kang's. 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 Thanks for listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and be notified for our next episode. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio.